Hello again ladies and gentlemen, Ghost Nobody here, ready to bring you chapter 16, part 2 of The Enemy of My Enemy. As always, I do hope you've been enjoying this little retelling of my second AVP fanfiction. And as always, if you can leave feedback, like, subscribe, share wherever you can, either at fanfiction.net, archiveofourown.org, and possibly at my own website too, ghostnobody.com, where you can read Stormrider because it's the only place that it's actually being published. So, as always, come along. You might find something new. Plus, the, there is this as the Redux version there as well, which is a slightly more cleaned-up version than is available on any of the other sites, because it's being re-edited currently, so that's pub uh, being published on my own site and nowhere else. So, if you want to come along and reread the story once more, as I know a lot of you like to do, that's probably the best place to do it because this one's a little bit better on the writing scale than the other ones. So, without any further ado, let's get on with the show, shall we? Now, oh, but first the usual legal disclaimer. I don't own any VP or anything to do with it. That's all the property of their own studios. So, I just own the sexy huntresses and all the cuisine queens. They're all mine. Let's get on with the show. Oh, but first, disclaimer. This one contains heavy sexual content... It's only for the ages of 18 and above, as if you didn't already know that. But, just in case, I'm covering my arse. Not the sexy huntress's asses. Those remain uncovered. Just find out. Let's get on with the show. Chapter 16. Loving Triangle, Part 2. Aiden very gently guided Marcher down onto the bed, on her bandy, shaky legs, and sat her down next to Tashara who, to his delight, embraced her in a knowing and accepting hug. The two big females clung together, and Tashara gently pulled Marcha's head into her huge shoulder and patted it. It's quite something, this woman love, isn't it? She said, softly stro stroking the rather emotional Marcha, who was still reeling from experiencing such an act of purest love that she was having trouble wrapping her mind around it. All her life, pretty much all she'd known was pain and fear, but now... Here, with these two wonderful, beautiful beings, she knew a freedom that she'd prayed every day for. Despite it being humans who had performed these vile acts upon her, she had never given up hope of the fact that there were beautiful humans out there, that not all of their race were evil or bad. She clung to this, not only because of Tyler and his beautiful mind, but she could, because she hoped that the spirit of forgiveness could work both ways. She knew instinctively of the ways in which her pupil were birthed normally when a queen was not fortunate enough to, like her, own a different set of reproductive organs, and of the pain and fear that it caused in beings that were caught up in the process. She figured that this was one of the major reasons that humans generally hated her kind. But again, she knew that not all of her kind could be so cruel as to not care about those that give life to her people. She knew that there had to be queens out there like her. Queens who loved other races as greatly and deeply as she did. Because she could not be alone in her love of humanity. And by extension of the Yejuta as well. Because the goddess had been correct. She loved Tashara as well. She did not simply tolerate her in order to love Aiden. Love for only this female. This one and only this one had come to her easily as breathing, and by the feeling now of the tenderest touches upon her hide, 
she knew it was mutual as well. A love as natural and just as right as it could be. As natural as the green plants themselves. Like nothing I have ever dared to dream possible. I never would have imagined that I would be deemed worthy to receive such an act of purest love as for him to get down on his knees before me and to give me such pleasure as to rob my entire sense of self from me and from my control. He was the one on his knees, but I was the one who was utterly powerless. It was like nothing else in this life, she said a little breathlessly. I am so glad you both enjoyed it. Trust me when I say I thoroughly enjoyed doing it for you as well. I got not only to see you and taste both of you, and I got to be the first man to do so. I am the one who was lucky enough to be the one who joined your hearts together in mine, and to hold them both for a lifetime. That is a joy I cannot put into words, because it's simply not one strong enough to convey the strength and purity of the feelings I have for you both, Aidan said, standing before them. Tushara glanced at Marcha, and she smiled at her knowingly, and then both showing the supreme speed and strength as apex predators that they both were. They shot out a hand each, and grabbed both of his. Then, like a whip, they snatched him off his feet and into their arms and laps, and he found himself sat with one buttock on Tashara's left thigh and his right on Marcha's right thigh, and they embraced him between them, holding him tightly, and he revelled in the warmth of their beautiful strong bodies as they enveloped him in the wonderful soft feminine flesh. So what is this forfeit anyway? Tashara asked softly, and Aidan smiled at her playfully and cocked his head. Only one way to find out, my proud huntress, he purred softly, nibbling at her mandibles gently with his teeth, making her growl wantonly. Then I submit to it, and I welcome it, my love. She growled right back. As do I, Marcha growled, turning him to herself and getting a kiss, along with a few nibbles as well while she stroked his face. Then he nodded and kissed them both. Rock, paper, scissors for who goes first? He suggested and they both smiled. I'm beginning to rather like this Uman tradition, Tashara said and Marcha nodded in agreement. And as Aidan got up, both of them got into position again. This time it was Marcha who won, choosing rock to Tashara's scissors. Tashara looked a little sulky as she sat on the bed. Marcha, however, looked most triumphant as she turned towards Aidan. He walked over to her and very gently took her hand and led her over to the bed where Tashara sat. She watched curiously as he turned the casino queen around to face the bed. OK, my love, get on your knees and lay the top half down on the bed, please he said, softly stroking her face as he did. She nodded and did as, she, as he asked, getting down onto her knees before laying her top half down on the bed, next to where Tashara sat. Like this, my love? she asked, looking over her shoulder. And Aidan nodded, and he ran his eyes over her jet-black feminine rear end, and his face lit up. Pure perfection, he said, and he looked up at Tashara. Okay, my love, now it's your turn. Dashara's head snapped to him so fast her dread created a moving fan around her head. But me? But Tashara, but Marcha won the ritual. It is she who must go first, she exclaimed, and Aiden gave her a devilish grin. Oh, but she is. 
I did not mention that this forfeit involves all of us at once, did I? Oh, silly me, he said in a mock innocent voice. And Ashara cocked her head and raised an eyebrow at her playful woman. You continue to tease both a huntress and a queen, O male. You're going to find yourself in trouble of your own making, and I will not be held responsible for what happens if you cause us to forget ourselves, she said teasingly. Aidan knew that there was zero threat in her warning, and this was just her version of her playing with him, as he was playing with her. Hmm, and how will you punish me, hmm? Pin me to the bed and ravish me? I'm a lot stronger than I look, you know, my sexy huntress. Just look what I have achieved with mere words. Our beauty queen is bending over, showing off her bum so beautiful that it would definitely make most normal men of all races weep tears of envy, that they would only get to see the briefest glimpses of the outside, and would draw her wrath in doing so, because only we have earned the right to see the true beauty of it. And I did that with mere words. Now imagine what I could achieve with the magic and techno hands of mine, he said, running his cybernetic hand right over the curve of Marcia's bum, giving her a gentle squeeze and making her growl wantingly. Don't tease me, my love, she growled huskily, and Aidan replied by giving her bum a gentle smack that sent hot pain through her, but an electric jolt of pleasure followed it by a super-hot flush of arousal sparking up again like someone lighting a furnace between her legs. It made her tail swish and wag about like a dancing cobra looking for a target to strike. Tishari looked amazed at this. Um, what do you wish me to do, my male? She asked in a husky voice, and he smiled and nodded. Move in front of Marcha and sit with your legs spread. Let us see your raw, pure beauty as I have, he said, and Tishara looked nervous, but did as she was asked. She moved in front of Marcha and spread her legs, allowing to Marcha to see her womanhood as it opened before her face. He actually saw Marcha lick her mandibles with her inner mouth. Okay, scoot forward and let her see you as close as you can get, please, he said, and Dashara again looked surprised. But again she did as she was asked, scooting her bum forward on the bed, letting Marcha's head manoeuvre between her huge legs till her face was almost resting on her womanhood. Perfect. Now, how's the view there, Marcha, my sweet? He asked in a desire-filled voice. Divine, she replied breathlessly, despite not using her breath to speak. This seemed a surprise to Shari. Truly? You believe my womanhood to be beautiful? She asked, and Marcha nodded. It is as beautiful to me as its owner, which surprises me as much as you, because I have absolutely zero interest in females. None. And were you any other woman to be sat where you are right now, she'd be facing my wrath, not my appreciation. But you? I can simply not get enough of looking at you exactly as I do Aidan. It's as if my feelings for him are mirrored perfectly in you. And I, like I cannot imagine one without the other, she said softly. This surprised Ashari because it was almost a perfect description of how she herself felt. Had Marcia been any other female, she would have felt absolutely repulsed to have been sat like this before her, so exposed to her, and it would have most likely torn her head off and stuffed it up her own mating hole to ensure that she could never repeat to another soul what she had seen. But with Marcia, 
and felt as natural as breathing. Okay, our beautiful queen, here is your forfeit. You must lavish the very same pleasure that I lavished upon you, upon her. Prove your love for her to her, and honour her while I honoured, as I honoured you. And while doing so, I will give you yet another human treat, one you will not soon forget. He said in a voice that crept in through her ears and slithered about her belly and her inside like soft silken smoke, generating heat wherever it touched, all while running his hands over her presented rear end with a tenderness that sent flurries of tingles wherever those incredible fingers of his touched. She looked up at Tashara, and the big huntress was obviously under the same influence of the smoke-soft voice as well, because her eyes were swimming with desire and want. Marcha nodded and craned her long neck forward a little, and for a moment seemed to be working out the dynamics of how to proceed with a mouth shaped like hers. But soon her determination and keen intellect figured it out. She turned her head to the side and used her mandibles to create a clamp-like seal over Tashara's dripping green womanhood. This hid it from view, but the look of Tashara's eyes snapping open and looking like they were likely to pop out of her head before closing with a deep-throaty growl, told Aiden she'd make contact with her inner mouth. P -p Please, my love, do, do not break my purity seal. Th th that is for our male. I, I, I beg of you, leave it intact for him, so I, most, I may present my most sacred gift to him. She growled in such a small, sweet, innocent voice that it filled Aiden with pure desire. As he watched... Tashara's head flung back and her mandibles flared in pure pleasure. Oh, by the goddess, my beauty queen, that is heavenly. More, please, more, Tashara growled, in purest pleasure. Although he could not see what she was doing due to her mandibles, he could surely hear the wet, sticky noises coming from her mouth and Tashara's body at the same time. He smiled at the scene of pure love that was unfolding right before him, and now it was his turn to join in with his wonderful girls. He lowered himself down to his knees behind her, revelling in the sight of her exquisite feminine rear end, so familiar and yet so alien, all exotic to him all at once, pure beauty. Shuffling forward on his knees until he was right behind her, he caught hold of her swishing tail, flopped limply in his hand the second he took hold of it to ensure that she didn't hurt him by accident with it, which was sharper than any spear including Tishara's at the tip. The tail looked a bit like a spine covered in sweet ebony hive, little segments all connected together with little joints, like the joints in a spine that made it both incredibly flexible while at the same time strong. Even as he held it in his hands he could feel the power in it. He brought it up and began to gently kiss the segments, one by one by one, moving slowly towards her body. He heard her growl into Shara's womanhood, which in turn made her growl as the vibrations inside her must have felt absolutely divine. This made Aiden's kiss even more intent. Moving lower and lower, watching as the segments he was kissing get bigger and bigger and bigger, the closer to her body he got. And then he saw it, his intending target. A devilish smile crossed over his kissing lips. Oh boy, this was going to be a surprise for her. 
March's tail hole, or anus if you prefer, was shaped like that of a horse, like a perfect round swollen little doughnut peeking out from under the root of her tail. As she was busy enjoying the taste of her huntress, it was pulsing, almost like it was blowing kisses to Aidan, and he smiled. How indeed could he resist this invitation like this? He'd only once in his life ever got to do this for a girl, and he'd thoroughly enjoyed doing it for her, and she'd really enjoyed it as well. Now, while a great many probably would think the practice disgusting, he had no doubt in his mind what these people would also think of the relationship with these two incredible beautiful women at the same context. But he literally couldn't care less what others thought. He loved these two girls, and he would do anything to show them that. As Aidan lifted her tail up, he saw the perfect shape of the jet-black doughnut of her tail hole looking like it was blowing kisses at him again. He simply couldn't resist such a tasty-looking target. So planting three small hopping kisses under her tail, he planted the fourth one straight on top of her anus. The squeal of surprise that Marcia let out was muffled, as her mouth was currently attached to Tishara, and she couldn't exactly play, pull away to find out exactly what the hell her male was playing at, as her big huntress was holding her head in place with her big strong hands. But the explosion of tingles and surprise pleasure the scent scurrying up her spine was so intense she felt both his hot breath and soft lips, and then his even softer and rather inquisitive tongue glide over her incredibly sensitive tail hole, nearly causing her to pass out. Aidan sensed it too, because he rather rapidly began to plant very soft but intense kisses all over it, circling it with his tongue, stroking the outer rim before attaching his mouth to it in a deep kiss and probing her entrance with his tongue tip. He could she could actually feel his tongue trying to tease its way inside her, and she wanted to really tell him that this place was dirty and shouldn't be doing this, but the pleasure that it was causing made her higher thought function go on a little holiday, while her primal brain hijacked her body and craned her tail up so far the tip bounced off the back of her head as it was offered to her as it offered herself to his inquisitive hot slimy and oh so fucking good human tongue which just as she thought it he may get her mind back won its entry battle and began to worm its way inside her wiggling around in a way that the word delightful simply wasn't strong enough to cover Marcia squirmed and writhed under Eden's torturous delights and feeling his tongue squirming and slathering all over her forbidden entrance and insides was a pleasure beyond compare. Never in her life could she ever have dared to comprehend or imagine a pleasure this naughty and intense at the same time. This was comparable, if not even better, than the way she had felt when he had done this to the front side. In fact, the pleasure she was on the receiving end of was so intense that she didn't even last half as long as the last time either and the balloon that each and every lick to her insides had been inflating exploded, and she felt a rush of heat as her body literally sprayed Aidan's neck and chest with her juices from her womanhood, and she literally shrieked into Tashara's womanhood with such intensity that caused her to explode all over her in her mouth, filling it with a mixture of her own juices. Aidan couldn't help but smile, nor could he help but couple of little loving licks that he planted all over her tail hole as he pulled his tongue from it. Looking at intensely desperate kisses it was blowing, trying to get it back, 
as if it was silently begging his tongue to return and once again bury itself inside to be milked and caressed by her slick and oddly pleasant insides. But his big queen was in no state for seconds, literally slumping on the bed with a look of pure bewilderment and pleasure so confusion plastering her face. As with the help of a truly satisfied and also pleasure-soaked Tessara, he levered her up and onto the bed. What did you do to me? I, I, I'm floating. My body feels like it's made of cloud. Marcher exclaimed as she panted on the bed, her chest swells heaving up and down as she desperately tried to catch her breath and focus her mind. Ian leaned on his side of the bed and very tenderly and gently stroked the side of his beautiful queen's head and neck and chest, felt a little sticky from the coating he'd received, and suddenly he was glad that they weren't going to have to change the sheets here, as the night was still young. I showed you there is not a single part of your body, or of you, that I do not love and adore equally. You to me, as one whole, are perfect, and I love you, every little tiny bit of you. And if that doesn't prove it, then nothing will, he said, and Tashara looked confused. What did he do to you, my beautiful queen? she asked, and before she could answer, Aidan shushed her. Don't you ruin the surprise for her. It's going to be just as good for her too, he said, and Marcher nodded with a weak but still evil smile. You got that right, she said before lunging forward and dragging Aidan into a deep kiss taking his tongue from his mouth and into her inner mouth to receive a vigorous sucking. She blatantly didn't care where it had just been. When they broke, Aidan looked up at Tashara. What about you, my lover Huntress? Did you enjoy what our queen did for you? He asked softly, lovingly stroking her big leg with his hand, letting his fingers very lightly tickle over her womanhood and causing the surprised ninja growl to burst free of her and escape into the room. She was truly incredible at it, my love. Just like you, she put her very heart and soul into the act, and I could feel the love with every movement, just like with you. It was a truly wondrous and vigorous experience, she said happily, and Aidan nodded approvingly. I want you both to know that you and to understand here that these things are not one-offs. This is the beginning of our journey together. These things you can ask from either of us at any time, my loves. Plus there will be so much more that I will happily teach you, and so much more that I wish to, and vigorously look forward to learning from both of you as well, as we love together, he said, and both little girls looked confused. What can you hope to learn from us, our male? Our entire experience with this stems entirely from this night with you, Tashar asked, and Aidan smiled. Well, so far, I've learned where you both love to be touched, where you love to be kissed, what certain parts of you taste like, how wonderfully strong and gentle you both are. But this is just a fraction of what I have learned, and what there is to learn, and I cannot wait to fill in all the blanks that I have now. Speaking of learning about taste, come now, my supremely powerful huntress. It's your turn to experience what Marcher just did. So if you would kindly assume the position that she was in and let me go get a good look at that perfect example of a perfect Yejuta bum, he said with a playful and devilish grin, using his cybernetic arm to pull her towards him over the edge of the bed, using his lap to hold her as she placed her on the floor in front of him. 
She was hugged to him the entire time. As he guided her into a kneeling position, placing her top half on the bed. He ran his hands over her flanks and she shivered in pleasure at his touch. While they were doing this, Martred swung herself around and was now manoeuvring herself so that Tashara's head was between her long, powerful legs and was presenting herself to the huntress on the bed. Same thing now, my sweet huntress. You do the same for Marcher as she did for you, and I will do the same for you as I did for her. Okay, he said, running his hands over her rear end. Tashara nodded, looking up at the naked Xeno queen before her and the extreme close-up of her woman she was getting to her surprise. Shivers of want and desire chased each other throughout her entire body at this wondrous and supremely intimate sight. Plus, somehow, it just felt so right to have the big queen looking down at her beautiful body at her in this way. She turned her head to the side, just like Marcha had, and opening her mandible, she craned her neck forward, allowing her mandibles to slide into place over her womanhood before she extended her long, thin tongue and got her very first proper taste of Marcher as her tongue swid, slid between her hidden lips, and to her utter surprise and joy, she tasted utterly delightful. Marcher hissed and let out a little screech of pleasure of a new tongue cascaded her way through her. Arching her back as she did, Tashara's tongue felt utterly different to Aidan's, but no more or less exquisite than his. Just different. They were both equally exquisite in her mind. Two perfect beings come together to make her life so completely perfect. And that's how she felt right at this moment. Perfect. As soon as Tashara got to work, so did Eden, lowering his head so he was directly behind his big huntress. And he was rewarded with an utterly supreme view of her. He revelled in the way the patterns of her skin really seemed to swirl on her chiselled buttocks. Though, to be fair, just like the rest of her, her arse looked like it had been chiselled out of a slab of pure granite. And here he was thinking he was going to need to fetch a pry bar and deploy cybernetics to pry those cheeks apart to get at his prize. But as it turned out, all it took was some very well-placed kisses on her wide hips and her buttocks to stop her clenching and to relax. And once those incredible orbs of glory unclenched, they went from blocks of solid, immovable yuzhu to born granite to soft, pliable feminine dough in his joyful hands. And he wasted zero time kneading said dough, squeezing said buttocks in his hands and making Tashara growl with want. And knead as he pressed on, planting further kisses on her rear end, revelling in the feel and taste of her flesh on his lips. Slowly he pried her buttocks apart with his fingers and revealed her pulsing little anus tucked away between those big large globes of orbs of glory. Leaning forward he planted a sweet and tender kiss right on it, making his huntress squeal in surprise, just as like Marcia had. And Marcia held her head so she couldn't release and ask what was going on. All she could do was experience it, and soon enough revel in it as Eden began to kiss and tickle her with his tongue. Tashara's mind utterly melted. The second she felt her lover's lips and tongue on her arsehole, she'd instantly figured out what had surprised Marcher so much. She'd figured out exactly what secret thing he'd done to their big queen that had turned her into a gibbering pleasure-soaked wreck. Because now, 
as those incredibly soft and hot woman lips kissed something that to her was forbidden and dirty. The pleasure of those kisses and tender licks generated burned through her like a wild-born fire of plasma. And it only got hotter, because the insistent, hot, wet, squirmy woman tongue was very insistent. And apparently it was a worm that sought a burrow, because burrow it did, right through her only defence like a battering ram, taking down a gate, and once it was in, it suddenly became very thorough in exploring its new home, each and every wrench that it could reach. Her mind became mush, what with the intensity of the flavours and textures of her beauty cleans womanhood on her tongue. Then she had her woman's tongue buried in her rear end, tasting its way around her incredibly sensitive insides, seemingly not going to be satisfied until it had coated every single millimetre in his saliva. But it never got the chance to finish its mission, because just like Marcha, the build-up of forbidden pleasure and absolute passion overwhelmed her mind, and with an explosion in her belly so powerful that it took her mind right along with it, she roared right into Marcha's womanhood, just like she had into hers, and was rewarded with a mouthful of her sweet nectar, as the sudden vibration tipped her beauty queen right over the edge as well. Aidan gently lifted the sweaty, crumpled, pleasure-soaked mess that was Tashara onto the bed, and laid her next to the other pleasure-soaked, gibbering mess that was Marcha, and the pair laid panting together as he sat himself down on the end of the bed, looking at the fresh coating of feminine nectar that coated his chest, mixing with the one it already had. Now that's a sight to, che- to bring warmth, cheer and joy and love to my human heart. The sight of my two girls utterly content and satisfied with barely enough strength to lift their heads off the bed. As a male, that is how I know I have paid the honour to the one I have loved. He said with a smile, running a hand over each of their thighs lovingly. Tashara glanced at Marcha, and she gave her a silent nod. Both grabbed a hand each, and like a giant alien Venus flytrap, they snatched their prey off his knees and pulled him into the fleshy petals made up of their bodies, and held him fast until he stopped squirming, as he realised there would be no escape from this love trap. I think our beautiful woman underestimates us, my beauty queen. He believes he has exhausted our stamina, Tashara purred lovingly, stroking Aidan's face and neck with her free hand. Hmm, then I believe we should show our divine-given human how very wrong he is. He has bathed us in honour and joy and passion and pleasure in his display of woman love. Now he's dis- I believe it is our turn to bathe him in our passion, to show him the truth and depth of our joint love for him just as the joy he gave to us that left us powerless to resist him. I believe what we're going to give him and leave him yearning for more will be truly, utterly sated. Marcha growled, softly nuzzling him as she did. Suddenly Aidan became aware of two very large hands questing over his naked body. Suddenly both of them leaned forward and began to stroke his bare skin with their mandibles as well. Aidan closed his eyes and enjoyed the sensation of so many hands questing over his skin, as well as mandibles. But a sharp sucking pop on his chest surprises him, sending heat into the area in question. He opened his eyes and glanced down to discover that Marcia was somehow figured out how to give him little love bites with her in her mouth, without hurting him. Each one left a little red mark where she kissed. Hmm. 
That sounds po like a positively wondrous idea, my love. But how do we decide who goes first? Oh, I know. Rock, paper, scissors. Tishara purred over him, looking at Marcho, who stopped kissing just long enough to smile at her. What a wonderful idea, my love. On three, then, he said, lifting her closed fist. The pair shook, and to her delight, Tishara won with her scissors to paper, and her smile grew bright. Oh, my wonderful woman, how I have longed for this day to come, for this moment to be upon me. I have dreamed the sweetest dreams of you, and the things that I would do to you, if I ever got the chance to make you mine. Now, my sweet male, I will prove to you my love. I will prove my heart, and I will share with you my entirety, as I have dreamed to. Prepare yourself, my love. You have honoured me with the very best of secret woman-loving techniques. Now I will prove to you that my Yujuta ones are equally as worthy of you. She growled both proudly and huskily as she moved him to the centre of the bed and placed his head into a pillow where sure she would knew he would be comfortable. Then, moving forwards, she reared up on her knees to fill his vision with pure feminine Yujuta joy as she gave him the wondrous sight of her completely naked body before moving herself slowly and gently so that she was mounted on top of him, straddling him, being careful not to rest her entire weight on him, as she knew that while he could lift her, that was only because of his augmented strength. His bones were not dense enough in his hips and pelvis to take her full weight, and so she did so desperately not wish to hurt him in any way. She wanted to bathe him and drown her male in a torrent of purest joy, just like he had done to her. Pleasure and ecstasy not break him and force him to endure yet more pain at her hands. She leaned forward and kissed him, pressing her large hands into his shoulders to ensure that he would not rise off the bed. Now you lay still, my woman, and you let me take you to a place of Yejuta-filled joy, she growled softly in his ear, nibbling his earlobe while using her tongue to tickle inside his ear, making him gasp. He nodded as he looked at her with wanting eyes. She had submitted to him, and he had allowed him to give her pleasure like the which she had never dreamed of. Now it was his turn to let her have her way with him, and to be the one to submit to the passion and want of this glorious huntress, who now moved her hips over his. May I be the one to complete this union? Marcher asked suddenly, moving alongside them both on her knees and looking at them both hopefully. Tashara looked confused until she realised where her hand was, and then she smiled and nodded. I can th think of nothing I would like more, she replied, smiling at her, and Marcha positively beamed as she looked down at what she was doing, and she gripped Aidan's human manhood and guided it into position, so now that his exposed tip brushed and kissed Tashara's Yuta lower lips before they swallowed and held him the very end of his tip resting against her entrance. He could feel the incredible heat coming from her body, and he knew that he was about to be engulfed in it very soon. He just silently nodded and prayed to Pyre that he would be enough to satisfy her daughter, as he so desperately wanted to. He ached to be her joy and her passion. Once she was happy with the angle, Marcher ran her hands up to Shower's back until they crested her shoulders tops. Are you both ready, my loves? She purred 
and they both nodded, gazing into each other's eyes. And with one slow, steady motion, Marcha pushed down onto Shara's huge shoulders, and Aidan's mind melted as his manhood was engulfed in pure, soft, silken heat, that it was like having his manhood encased in molten silk, as the Shara's womanhood gripped him and drew him into her, and onwards directly into the purest heaven that he could ever have imagined. Egan couldn't help but let out a moan of pure pleasure as he felt Tashara's alien insides grabbing and caressing him. Oh, my gods above! Oh, my huntress! He moaned, reaching up to grip her hips. But she took hold of his hands and moved them above his head and held them there as she hissed and growled in a mixture of pleasure and pain as she sh- the shock of having her purity seal breached by his exquisite manhood. No! I want to do this for you, my male. Please let me show you my love. Let me work. Let me love you my way, she growled in a deep voice, holding his hands in place. This wasn't a show of strength or of dominance, but of love. A pure wish of pure love to show this male she loved what he meant to her. To show him her desperate need to please him in its purest form to use her whole body to give him the purest of joys that could be given. He nodded. Then take me, my love. I would never fight you, he said softly, as he relished the pure pleasure of her ribbed internal flesh squeezing and caressing his tip, like strange lips kissing it from all directions. No human girl felt like this, not even close. Suddenly realised what all those human men would abandon their species after being hunted by female Yejuta crowed and sang about so very proudly. No man human girl could compare to her, not even remotely close. Tashara's body got very used to its new alien invader. A beautiful trophy of love seated so perfectly inside her like it was sculpted by the goddess Pyra herself, only for one of her proud daughters to enjoy to its absolute fullest. She was just so incredibly happy that she was the proud daughter of Pyre who got to claim him. Now she looked down at him. His skin was turning a wonderful shade of red-pink across his face and neck and chest. With one hand she held both his hands above his head, both his wrists wrapped in one hand, and the other she planted on his shoulder. Oh, my male, my beautiful, beautiful woman male, You feel even better than I ever dared to hope. I was made to fit you, and only you. You are perfect. She growled, and with that she began to move, drawing up her hips so that only his incredibly sensitive tip was still seated within her. Then she began to push back down until his tip smashed into the neck of her womb, causing her to flare her mandibles as she cried out in pleasure. The sensations were truly exquisite as she began to move. A gift for you both, for not only showing me the truest of honours, but of loves. Marcha purred from next to them. They both turned to look, just as she placed her hand on both of them. Feel the truth of your love, of our love, she purred, and with that their minds were flooded with truly mind-bending passion and pleasure, until they realised that their minds had left their bodies or existing altogether in a place where they could feel everything the other felt. It was Marcha. 
She was funneling their minds through herself so that Tishara could know what it felt like to be within herself, and Aiden could feel what it was like to have him invading her body. The two were in sheer bliss. A sexual pleasure gripped the pair of them in its hot embrace and refused to let go, as her flesh crashed together over and over and over again. Tishara's wood womanhood seemed to be getting wetter and wetter with every single stroke, and she also seemed to be getting tighter and tighter as well squeezing the very life out of his manhood, though not at all painful somehow. It was a truly different experience. The supreme tightness caused more of Eden's blood to become trapped inside his manhood, causing it to actually grow inside her and making her howl in joy, not to mention him. And that's when something odd happened. All along Maiden's manhood shaft, the nerves became alive, it was like every single inch from root to tip I just became just as sensitive as the tip. The pleasure it caused was becoming truly mind-blending because now he could feel every bump, every ridge, every fold of her incredible womanhood. And because of the link, so could she. And together they howled in purest pleasure as Tashara continued her stroke, her body now acting on its own, her mind were da- and his were dancing and swirling together in a cloud of bliss that existed between them. I, I, I cannot hold back any longer, my love. I, I'm going to come, Aidan gasped, and as soon as he said that, he could feel the very same thing in her. Together, my love, let us release together. Seed me, my male, seed me and give me the chance to bring our cubs into this world. She snarled in pure joy and no sooner did the words left her mandibles than the world literally exploded into an electric explosion of hu- human and yejuta orgasmic bliss, because as one, their orgasms crashed out of them and into the other before rebounding back on them with far more intensity, which caused them to collapse together and cling tight to one another, as if trying to mould their bodies into one, just as their minds were. Marcha released them from her hold and knelt to their side, smiling proudly as she looked at the sweaty, half-human, half-yujuta heap that was sprawled in a tangle of limbs and naked flesh, before with her waggling tail back and forth happily as she watched them pant and look so absolutely blissful and confused that it delighted her heart, knowing full well that she had given them something extra to tip their pure joy over the top. Oh, wow, my gods above, Tashari. I, I never imagined it could be so incredibly good, Aidan said breathlessly as he turned his head to look into the flushed and beautiful face of his huntress. He leaned in and kissed her on the mandibles, nibbling them till they opened and allowed him inside to kiss her. My male, I can say with absolute certainty that I've never felt so incredibly perfect as I do right now. That was more than I could have ever dreamed for, and I know in my heart that with no other male of any other species it would have ever been as quarter as good. You were made for us, and for us alone. We were made for you. She purred, nuzzling him, then her mandibles flared up into a big smile. Now, gather your strength, my love, for your joy is not done this night. You have more to do yet. And I believe our beauty queen is patiently waiting for her turn to show you the truth of her love. So I hope you have the stamina left, she purred, 
as they looked at the very anxious and hopeful marcher whose tail was now wagging about so fast it looked like it might take off at any moment. For the honour of being one with you two, I'll find it, even if I didn't have it, he said happily and a little breathlessly. Tashara disentangled herself from him and gently placed him back in place for Marcher, who wasted zero time mounting him and settling herself in the very spot that Tashara had occupied only moments earlier. Her weight rested lightly on him. She arced her tail over her shoulder. She wrapped it lightly around his wrists and very gently pulled them above his head. Please don't be afraid, my love. I would never hurt you. Never, ever. If you were uncomfortable being bound or held like this, please say so, and I will release you. If I feel a tickle of fear in your heart, but I only wish to show you how very much I love you, how much I complete, you can completely trust me with your whole self. But if this does cause you fear, I will stop, she said softly, and he nodded. I am sorry, my love. It simply brought back a bad memory of something I once saw once of a friend who had a Zeno's tail wrapped around his wrists like this. But you are not that Zeno, and you never could be. You can feel my mind, and I offer you free reign to walk among my thoughts of my own free will, because I wish to show you that I trust you completely. I know in my heart that you would never hurt either of us, he said, and she hissed softly and lovingly, purring as he rubbed her a large neck along his cheek, nibbling all the way. She did take a walk among his beautiful thoughts, and she reveled in the pure love and the truth of his trust. But she felt something. There, and it made her pause. Slowly, she uncoiled a tail from around his wrists and took his hands in hers. She slowly extended her inner mouth and kissed every single finger, sucking on each and every one very slowly. I'm so sorry, my love. I, I didn't know. Please forgive me. I never wished to take that from you. I simply wished to show you that you could trust me. I didn't wish to take the part of your enjoyment from you, she said softly, and suddenly Tashar became very alert and sat up from a lay-in lounge position next to her. What do you mean? she asked before Aidan had a chance to answer her. He loves to touch while making love. He loves to feel the body of the one he is live, he is with, to explore them while sharing such a beautiful, wonderful intimacy with them. And I very nearly took that away from him, she said in a voice ridden with guilt, and Tishara's face froze solid. But, 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 I did take that from him. Why? Why did you not say anything, my love? If I had known that I was robbing your joy from you, I would have stopped in a heartbeat, Tashara wailed, scurrying forward to his side and grabbing his free hands in hers, holding it tightly. Aidan couldn't help but be overwhelmed by the sheer grief of both of them. He broke his hand free and reached up to both their faces and stroked them both lovingly. I won't deny that it does hold some fear for me, but you didn't rob anything from me, my love. I revelled in what me did, my huntress, and the same with you, my beauty queen. I didn't speak up because I trusted you. I could see that you were enjoying it. I could see that your instincts, through the connection we shared, I could see the glorious and proud, fearsome huntress 
who was revelling in the thrill of her hunt being concluded and the capture of her prey, an instinct as old as her race, a race that I now love dearly, because it has produced one of the two that I love. So I happily played with the prey, my love, caught and revelled in. Here, let me show, let us show you, please, see me and see my joy, he said looking at Marcher, who nodded and linked their minds once more. Tashara's eyes actually teared up as she saw just what her male had done for her. The thing that, thanks to her mind-bending pleasure, had distracted her. She'd utterly missed. She threw her arms around his neck and hugged him tightly, her tears burning, her eyes rolling down his chest. Thank you, my love. Thank you for who you are. But please, I beg of you, don't let me take that which you crave from you again. I want every second of our love to be as good for you as it is for me. I never wish to take a single second of your joy from you, as my aim is to bathe you in it. So please promise me, promise me, please, she said quietly, and he nodded. I promise, my love, he whispered, and she nuzzled him. Thank you, she said before she sat back, and Marcher pulled her back in with her tail. You are as much a part of this as I was with you, my huntress. Join us as I joined you. I felt your joy, your pleasure. It is only right and fair that you feel mine, she said, and Tashara smiled and nodded. For the record, I want you both to know that I have no problems with either being restrained by either of you. I don't want either of you to fear for a single whisper of a thought of a second to show me your passion or your power. It's one of the many reasons that I love and adore you both. It's one of the things that make you who you are. Yes, I adore to touch and to feel the one I am with. But to Shara, I show her, saw how you reveled in it, in what we did together. So don't you dare deny yourself. I want you to promise me that. I will be your woman prey every day, because I know that you would be my prey too. He said, and she nodded. In a heartbeat, she said, and he nodded and looked at Marcher. And the same goes for you, my beauty queen. All I ask from you both is if you do want to restrain me, at least allow me the pleasure of touching you beforehand. Let me feel you, he said softly, and she nodded, taking his hands and placing them on her hide. Fill your heart, my love, she said, and with that she looked at Tishari. Please. Do me the honour of joining us, as I joined you, she said, and Tishara positively beamed as she reached under her and began to stroke her male's manhood, lovingly stroking it back to life once more. Aidan hissed and was now surprised by how supremely sensitive it was. Every little part of it was as sensitive as the tip again. In fact, it was like the whole thing was made of tip. Marcia looked at him and smiled. Are you ready, my human heart? she asked, and he nodded. She reached her tail forwards again, and this time he offered his wrists to her to be bound and lifted above his head. We will do this only once. Next time I will not take your hands from you, she purred, and he smiled, kissing her face as it came close to his. Before the kiss broke, Tishara slipped the tip of his manhood between her supremely fleshy lips before they had a chance to break. She reached up and pushed the queen down, 
pushing Eden's manhood into a xenomorph womanhood. The pair moaned in purest pleasure as his incredibly sensitive manhood was engulfed in a tightness that was truly incredible. He never in a million years would have believed that a girl this big could be this tight until he realised she was doing it for him. She was clenching herself shut to grip him as tightly as she could, trying to bring as many of his super-sensitive nerve endings into contact with his, with her wet, bright green feminine flesh. And she drew him into her with such suction that it was truly sublime. He instantly realised that she had no need to even move on him. She had such control of her inner muscles she could sit perfectly still and send ripple after ripple over his manhood and have the same effect. In fact, she did just that for the first part, as she joined all three of their minds together. She sat perfectly still and let her internal muscles do all the work, milking him like a hot silken glove, stroking up and down his masculine flesh, causing both of them to moan. And then after a few minutes she decided she wanted to move. She began to lift that exquisite rear end of hers and began to bounce up and down on him, causing a double whammy of joy for them all, the sensation of her sucking and rippling all over him while pushing him in and out of her supremely tight hole. He let out a truly incredible moan as her cervix surprised him by opening up and allowing his tip to push right through it before closing it and trapping it inside, directly underneath his glands. It felt like he had a thousand little tongues slathering all over it, and he cried out in purest heavenly pleasure, as she did, because this was something truly incredible for her too. Her people called it the bind, and apparently it only happened when a queen truly and utterly loved the male she had chosen to breed with. It was her body's way of confirming what her heart already knew, that this soul was made for her. And it tipped them both over the edge, and with a masculine roar of heavenly pleasure, jet after jet of human seed pumped into her womb, blowing March's mind into a billion little pieces that floated like little stars of pleasure in their joined minds. The big queen collapsed right on top of him, and he held her tight, clinging to her body so tight that he couldn't bear to be released for minutes that felt like lifetimes. They just panted and revelled in the feeling of such togetherness that involved Ishari too, as her mind was with them, revelling in their pleasure and joy too. Eventually, March's body released Aiden, and his manhood slipped out of her and returned the blood that held back into his body and promptly deflated as it did. The three of them were totally spent now. None of them had the strength to even speak, let alone move as Aidan used what little of his strength he had left to manoeuvre himself in between the pair of them, and to pull them both into a three-way hug with him at its centre, both of their heads resting on his chest. Through their connection, which Marcher hadn't broke all of this time, all three whispered the four, sa four same words together as one, I love you both, before sleep crept in on them and promptly smacked the three of them over the head with a very big dream-shaped hammer. Pyre turned to Marcha, the goddess. From the shadow they were both hiding in. Okay, now that was sneaky. I didn't know you could alter human biology on the fly, she said, and Marcha gave her a sweet and sly smile. Eh, it's not something I do all often, 
and in his case it kind of felt like it was justified. He's such a wonderful and loving male that I thought he deserved a little bit extra. I've always thought that it's unfair that a human male only gets his pleasure really from that one little tip of sensitive nerves, when so many other species have the whole thing coated in them. Not to mention that the females have so many more of them as well. So I decided to give him that little bit extra for the rest of his life, she said with a sly smile, and Pia laughed sweetly. You know, Sarah L. F. Mason has this delightful woman grandson that I've been meaning to pay a visit to. Such a beautiful male. Looks just like his great-great-granddad. He's a dream warrior, and kind of made a bet with him a while back that if I hid my sword on a planet, he wouldn't be able to find it. Well, he only went and bloody did it, didn't he? And, well, we wagered that whoever won would give the other whatever they wanted. Well, I kind of thought that if he did, by some miracle, win, he'd just claim the sword. What with it being a divine weapon and all, she said before March's face cracked into an almighty grin. He asked for a night with you, didn't he? She asked, and Pia smiled softly. A week, actually, she said, and Marcia laughed. You sly fox. You, um, ahem, want me to upgrade his equipment for him? She asked with a wink, and Pia nodded. I figure if you're going to have a week with a goddess, you might as well have a week, the week that lasts the, right, the rest of your life, right? She said, smiling, and Marcia nodded. Consider it done, my sister. After your aid bringing these three together, I kind of owe you big time anyway, and that's a small price to pay back. These three have no idea how important they're going to be in things to come, and they're going to need this love of theirs to see them through it. But just do me one small favour, okay? She asked, and Pius tilted her head curiously. Rockish human woman world, she said, and Pia laughed loudly. Well, you know what they say about time flying when you're having fun. Even better when it's a place when, technically, time doesn't even exist. You never know. That week could become a month, a year, or maybe even a lifetime. And you'd never even know it, she said with a slight grin, before both of them laughed together and slid back into the shadows. And that was chapter 16, part 2, ladies and gentlemen. So... Aiden got an upgrade, got himself two loving wives, one Xeno, one Xenomorph, and one human, all together as one. Sounds like a dream come true to me, but will that dream last? That's the real question. And what is this destiny that all three of them have? Going to have to tune in next time to find out, and that and the answer to many more questions will be revealed. So until next time, this is Ghost Nobody signing off and saying, I'll see you next time.